0: Have you guys ever do you care if I bring some Zima on? Yes, I care if you bring Zima. Zima doesn't count. Zima. Oh. Zima's. Dr. Dongo. Anyway, join yes. us every Saturday for a podcast that delves into the craft brew world. Following, following, the following is a journey into following Journey into Comics. Journey into, comic. journey, into comic. journey into comics. Journey into comics. Journey into comics network. Network 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 Production. Hey hey, this is Josh Richmond, and you are listening to the Voice of Survival Podcast, exclusively on the Journey into Comics Network. Listen to the Voice of Survival Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Nate Phillips. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to a very special episode of the Voice of Survival Podcast. It's me. Nate, as the introduction said, I am the voice of survival. Here we are. It's season two, episode 20. And today we have a lot on our plate. So we're going to kind of narrate this in such a way that we go into some stories about my past, talk about some history work our way into opinions, how I feel about certain things that are happening in today's culture and society, then we're going to move into what I think needs to be done to move forward in the world as a whole. Um, Today, we're talking about love, sex, sexuality, um, equality in America for everyone, okay? And uh, I'm just going to get right down to it, you know. I think that my journey of love, my story of love and having relationships Um, really was early informed by my parents' divorce. And I don't mean that it told me to just dump people and to to have bad experience, but it taught me kind of what I didn't want my life to be. I didn't want to accept things break and go into shambles. I think that's why every breakup when I was a younger dude was really hard and heartbreaking and and, and really difficult to swallow, you know? Um, It's really strange because I feel like... You know, I, I I can actually tell you guys a really strange story that's a little bit behind the scenes and whatever. You're probably going to judge my family. I do, so whatever. Fuck it, right? It's, t- it's time to be real here. So I'm going to tell you guys a story right now that predates my parents' divorce. um, And it also changed me biologically forever. Okay? And let's just get down to it. So... I'm like four or five years old. Okay. And my aunt is going to be watching me for the night or the weekend or something or other. And I remember that they, my aunt and her friend thought that I would just fall asleep, which of course I didn't. Uh, I laid there fascinated while they watched porn on TV and, uh, I, I I can't really remember the details. if It was like a Cinemax porn or if it was like a real porn. I, I, you know, it's kind of, all I remember was seeing lots of boobs and I was like, wow, I really enjoy those. Like I really like looking at boobs. And so, okay. So that was a thing. And then, you know, I get into kindergarten and I remember, you know, you know, you're a little tiny person in, in kindergarten. You're only five years old. And I had two girlfriends like right out of the gate, man, like a couple days in, I was dating two different girls, same time, all friends, whatever, and it was just like, whatever, we didn't, there was no parameters on love, as it were, or what you could or couldn't do in that regard, so, you know, the first girl, one of the girls I dated, you know, I really had dated them both for a little bit of time, I think it was up until about my, like, sixth or, like, yeah, it would have been my, like, sixth birthday, um, And I took one of them to the movies, I didn't take the other, and there was whatever, heartbreak or whatever. So, it's interesting because I moved away and dated some girls, one of the other school I went to, and it was nothing that even stuck or was even really serious, you know. There was, I think one time I went on a date as a a small, like, six-and-a-half-year-old and uh, and watched Aladdin with a girl and her parents loft, which was pretty cool. But, uh, nothing again, nothing really that special. So, I, you know, it's really strange because looking at all the little pieces of, like, my journey, my sexuality, like, amped up and whatnot when I was, like, in uh, third grade. And it was really strange timing because it was, like, right around the time my parents were divorcing, I also had this girlfriend. And, like, she wanted to do stuff together and we were doing things together and going to little events together. And then the next thing you know, we're going to a movie and she is fucking sticking her tongue so far down my throat I don't know what to do and I'm like this is an amazing experience I'm a little bit confused I'm a little bit like I'm not sure what to do whatever and that obviously didn't last very long and you know you go through little things here and there and I'm gonna tell an interesting story and uh, I've never actually told more than like well aside from when I was a kid as an adult human I've not told this story but to one other person and she is very special to me, and um, yeah, so uh, when I was in like fifth grade, this girl invited me to her house, and went to her house, my parent, my mom dropped me off, because they, her mom and my mom were friends, so they dropped us off, her mom went and like did her own thing, I was like, oh cool, this kid's here, like I can just be, go do my thing, and these two will occupy each other and have a good time, so we put on a movie, and I think, like, I'm pretty sure it was Multiplicity, yeah, it wasn't really that interesting, but then I remember, like, all of a sudden, this girl and I are, like, making out, and I'm, like, hand up her shirt, and she, you know, she's not obviously fully developed, we're kids, um, and then, like, I'm, like, really aroused by that, and I'm, like, whoa, this is insane, and I needed to, like, take a breather, and I went to the bathroom, and I was, like, whoa, buddy, this is crazy, and this is the first time I remember having, like, a really, like, like, the chub, you know, and I'm, like, wow, son of a bitch, this is whoa so anyways went back and like some more kissing or whatever and, and like she's like don't don't talk about this at school or whatever you know don't tell a lot of people or whatever and I do not really think anything of it and I like told one friend who told like everyone and it spread like wildfire and then it was not cool and it was like this you know I don't know it, I was not a cool kid when I was younger obviously so it was you know lesson learned I opened my mouth and uh that didn't work out uh so sixth grade you know I dated some girls in like sixth grade and whatnot but it was like a real regression and I was just like oh always you know writing letters and super super you know childish love which was amazing the innocence of that is is very special before like you know things really ramped up in my world but then like I dated this girl she's my first like really long term girlfriend and we dated 11 months it's really crazy because we dated for a really long time She screwed around on me with this dude, and it was really strange because she's this, like, super good Christian girl, but she was really not a good Christian girl. She did very dirty, terrible things. Uh, Not terrible. I mean, they were spectacular in the moment, but anyways, uh, she met some guy and whatever and dropped me, like, a bag of potatoes, and then, like, a week later decided after I begged and pleaded that we needed to try this again because we were right for each other at the time I said anyways um I said well, let's try again you know let's let's just like make it right like I'm not even worried about that like I can move past that which was my mistake and I'm not ever gonna try, try to let that mistake pass again it's like a fool me want shame on you thing right so and I've never probably publicly really told this story either and this is Interesting and definitely way off course from what I thought this show was gonna be, but that's okay because we're just gonna kind of trudge through the ro- the romantic relationships I've had, and you know, in some form or fashion. So, trying to think here. Okay, so you know we we got back there. This girl and I got back together, and things were seeming smooth, and. There was this like get together with a bunch of friends. And it was a really nice time. Like I think Guitar Hero wanted maybe just come out. Maybe not even that though. It might I'm my timelines are all off. So I'm not sure. There was something going on though. There was some sort of video game we were all playing and having a good time together. And I went to go step outside to just like take five and catch some air. And I walked outside. I swear to God, this is a true story. I'm. I would not, would not fabricate this, and would not try to cover my ass on something like this because it's just one of those situations where it was so crazy to me that it even happened. It just burned into my head forever. You know, it was like ultimate betrayal because I, uh, I go outside and it's like breezy. It's it's like a it's like a nice. Uh, late spring evening. Um, I'm just like breathing in the air. And all of a sudden one of my dudes rushes out. I was like, what the hell are you doing? Are you crazy? And I'm like, what? What's going on, man? And they're like, you can't do that to her. And I was like, what did I what? I just kissed her and said I'll be right back. Like, what are you talking about? And when I walked away, this girl claimed that I grabbed her by the throat in front of these people. They were all there. No one saw me do that. She didn't scream or do anything or yell stop or anything. And why would I just grab this girl's throat when I'm trying to be in love with her? Like, that just, that MO does not, mat, mat add up or cooperate or, or, or compute. So, like, I was really upset. My buddy drives her home, drives me home. You know, I'm heartbroken that this is officially over because it's like this crazy thing. Two days later, I find out she's still talking to that guy and... She fabricated the story. Uh, she even admitted that it didn't really happen. What she said, and she just had kind of lost it. And um, man, that was that was a real bummer. And then kind of trudged on this path of like, I date a girl for a couple months. It wouldn't really work or go very far. Or it wasn't what I was looking for. I also got in this really weird situation where now, retrospectively looking back as an as an adult man. I know I can re- I can like reconcile and realize there were moments in, t- in time when I was a kid when I had still had my virginity and everything that girls were throwing themselves at me essentially just for sex but I was looking for the relationship side of things so I was just not naive and trying to be in love and I think my wanting to be in love with these people turned them away from being interested in the other side of it which is fine it's not meant to be you know whatever and let's talk about this first time, okay, because it got brought up, okay, I'll I'll tell this story, whatever, it's late, I can tell this story, it's my podcast, right, so I dated this girl, her and I had broke up, strange situation, Um, after we broke up, we talked more, and she had, because her and I had actually met through instant messenger, she had an ex-boyfriend who I knew was screwing around on her at the time, so I like messaged, and her and I dated, and we had a really very physical, very spectacular relationship. We never um consummated that relationship, as it were. So we break up, some time passes, like three or four months, and her and I are still talking on AIM, and it's like, I don't know, it's like 1 a.m., and she's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, Sitting here in my dad's fucking living room. Just chilling. You know. Using the dial up fucking internet. You know. To to be on AIM Instant Messenger. As it were. She's like. Uh, you should walk over. And I was like what? She's like you should just. Leave your house. And walk over. It's only like eight blocks is not that bad, and, and really the walk isn't that bad, so I'm like, okay, she wants me to come over, I'll go over to this girl's house for a little bit, whatever, I went over there, and there was no, I mean, there was no denying what she was into or wanted, she was barely dressed, we just got downtown Charlie Brown, Um one thing leads to another, leads to her pulling out a condom, my first time I used a condom, big surprise, so yeah, so... Anyways, it happens. It was it was nice. It was a learning experience, and I would again date girls on and off, and not have a lot of sexual encounters really, um. But when I was, in, in romantic situations, in sexual relationships, whatever, um, you learn things about people. You learn uh, to listen. And, well, you should anyways if you're if you're. More than just thinking about your own self needs. See, my thing has always been, in, in as much as I can, putting other people first as best I can. You know, so pleasing your partner, making sure they're happy, they're satisfied, they're maintained before your needs are met. While your needs are being met, how you know whatever, however, but I kind of to slip in and learn about all that, you know, and uh, it's really crazy because you date people and you think you know them and things change i kind of got into this pattern where i realized girls were just going to fucking cheat on me always like it's just a thing it's a it's a it's a thing that had happened for a really long time consistently so i was just had this firm belief that this this just preconceived notion and i actually think that sometimes that preconceived notion like created its own monster if that makes sense and what i mean by that is in case You don't understand how I'm elaborating is like because I had already had this path where things had gone wrong, ladies had cheated on me, whatever reasons, you know, um, I would fill my head with dark thoughts about this person that I was with. I mean, I'm fucking still probably sometimes guilty of that to this day, honestly, just like letting the darkness slip into my brains and tell me and narrate something that is probably not true. Which, in turn, creates this mental monster that you ask a question, or you say the wrong thing, or you start to um, assume certain things about your... Then you give them a fucking complex, man, it's hard. And then they're like, what the fuck would I do? I'm just trying to be here for you, and you're like, being kind of an asshole, that's not cool. And, again, creating my own monster, it would... i just push people away, because... I was so infatuated or obsessed with the idea of being in love with this person or being actually being in love with this person that uh it would consume me and I would narrate these terrible tales of how they were going to do and leave and and all these things which would just make them see that they weren't satisfied with me a- acting that way I guess, you know. And it was hard. It's a, again it's all a learning curve. I think when you're young and in love, it's it's very very difficult. And I think that, you know, when I met Sarah, kind of, things kind of changed across the board because her and I's relationship have had ups and downs. It's been marred with mistakes. Things have happened. We've fought and screamed and yelled and battled and things that most people who know us would never have any idea that we've gone through trials and tribulations of this sort but we have and it's made us stronger you know and uh going into 2020 i will have known her 13 years we will have dated 13 years it's crazy um and it takes ebb and flow it takes patience it takes learning and understanding that the person that you're with is going to evolve and change and as long as you're cool with rolling with the punches and evolving and changing with them as opposed to evolving and changing against them, you guys, there can be longevity and happiness, you know? And uh, the Poors did an episode, I th- I don't know if I referenced this in this episode already or not, but they did that episode on hu- the honeymoon phase, and I try not to lose that concept. Like, I think you should always show your love and appreciation to a person that you're with, or that you really care about, even if it's not a romantic relationship, and it's just a friendship you should actively seek out telling people on a daily basis. Hey, man, I care about you. Hey, I'm thinking about you. If 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 you're doing something and one of your friends pops in your mind, immediately pick up your phone and hit them up. Just say, "Hey, man, you're on my thoughts. I, I I hope I hope things are cool. That's all. Even if you don't talk for more than two seconds, that can make all the difference in the world. You know, and just the to to actually talk about the honeymoon phase in relationships can it be real yeah most of my relationships were honeymoon phase relationships until they weren't <laughs> um but it's nice to know that with ups and downs in relationships you can evolve and grow and adapt you know so in the grand scheme of things like you just look at this whole narrative of what my journey had been as a kid leading into my, adult, and to say where I am now and, and, and I'm in the greatest relationship in the world. Um, and to the people that know me, they really know what that means. To the outsiders, you like think, you know how that means, but I guarantee you, you don't because I've You know, that full story, my full background in my life now, I have to keep very private um, and protected, uh, mainly because people could weaponize and use things against me and people that I care about. And that's not cool. So uh, just know that your boy is very grateful for the relationship he has, loves the people that he loves, and, uh, yeah, that's that. So... Before we move into the next part of this, I want to talk a little bit about how the thread of what I've gone through can lead to you guys learning things and I can impart advice, I guess. And, you know, one piece of advice I think is lost is not to just hear your partner. Okay, you don't just hear them. Actually listen. Think about what they're saying. Take it at face value. Think about it for more than 30 seconds before you respond. Don't immediately retort and be in a battle. You know, I think that another thing that's very important that will help people to be happier in their relationships is doing little tiny things every day that you commit yourself to, to your partner. So a hug, a kiss... A, hey i love you if you can accomplish those 3 things at least once a day every day which really that's the bare fucking bullshit minimum you should be doing more than one hug one kiss and one i love you a day with your partner you should tell them look them in the eyes and be like i am so in love with you and so grateful that we are taking this journey in our lives together because what I'm experiencing now is the best I've ever experienced. You know, as long as that's true. If you're with someone you hate, and then that, and that's a whole other ball game. It's like there are people who are in relationships where they are literally um I don't know what the word is. You're trapped, I guess, is the way to say it. I think that is not misrepresented. I just think that it can be misconstrued when people think of the term trapped because it doesn't always mean super abusive trapped it can be in little things it can be in it can be in the big things you know and if you are in one of those situations you just got to be brave and take it one step at a time and if you're not willing to look at your partner and say hey I need you to evolve and become better or I'm going to leave uh If you you know you then you got to just kind of eye up your shot to just go if that's the choice you're making instead of trying to work on things and I'm a big fan of working on things you know if if you can be with someone for a long time and things change and you're still with that person and they've seen you at your worst and you've seen them at their worst and you're still wanting to be around it's worth it you know and I think that. Another piece of advice I would give to people is don't be afraid to be honest with your partner about how you're feeling when you're happy or when you're sad or or, or anything in between there, you know, obviously. But don't be afraid to just go to your partner and be like, hey, I really love spending time together, but will you please go do the fucking dishes once? You know, like I like watching movies with you. But will you please fucking vacuum just one time? Like, just being communicative and not taking it always too seriously. And I think that's one thing I've learned is to not take everything personally. And I've tried to be a pro of letting things roll off. I've obviously failed at that in the past and held things personal, way more personal than I probably needed to. But, again, that's all learning. You're going to have to take mistakes that you make, realize them Look at them, analyze them, and go, okay. And do I want to make that mistake again? Or do I want to evolve and never, ever make that mistake again and be a better version of myself? And that's what you got to strive to do. And, uh, you know, there are people out there that are struggling in their relationships over various problems. And I tell you, at the core, if you love the person, all the other outside shit, money, family, Whatever it is, work, drama, whatever the fuck, it's not that big a deal. It's not that important because all that stuff is going to be temporary. Your money situation is not ever going to be permanent unless you get fucking born into money. You're going to fight for it. You're going to have times where you have it and you don't have it. You're going to scratch and claw and, and get ahead to just fall right back behind. And That's just the unfortunate reality of our era that we live in so let's move on to really the beefy boy of this podcast because while I opened with love talking about sex relationships kind of parts of my journey uh loosely touched I think it'd be nicer if there was someone else here to bounce things off of and I could really divulge interesting stories and 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 break down um different times in my life that have also um given me guidance to who I've become. Uh, I want to talk about something that is a hot button topic and it's near and dear to me because people that I personally love with my heart and care about and care about their livelihoods and their existence on this plane um, deal with persecution on a daily basis. Even if they don't directly feel the effects of it it's all around them you know and that is the inequality that's happening in america while there have been great humongous movements in the steps towards equality for all people of any sex uh creed religion and sexual orientation uh it's still really kind of a far way off i mean sure i'm a straight white man i'm the worst person to probably be talking about this honestly Just being very real with you, I don't represent those communities well because I am not in those communities. So I don't know personally, I don't personally on my own skin and conscience feel um, the pressures that exist being in the LGBTQ plus community. But I can say this. We are all humankind. We're all people we all breathe air, we all piss, piss, and, and everything in between. You know, We all want to feel love. We've all experienced loss. But there are still things that keep us not being fully equal. And it's real when there are couples, gay couples, lesbian couples, everywhere in between that have been persecuted against just for getting married. Just for being happily in love with someone. Can you imagine if at the at the start of this podcast I talked about all this stuff with my love and my happiness. And then got to the end and was like, but I couldn't be with any of those people because it's deemed wrong. You just hear me tell these tales. And they were sure, there were some dark stories in there. I didn't tell you all the good times. I could have told you there's a lot of good times in my life, man. I've had too many good times to even count. I feel blessed in that regard. But... The fact that up and until a few years ago, gays couldn't get married in this country freely is fucking criminal to me. Absolutely criminal. It should not matter who you love as long as that love is not harmful. Because love in and of itself should not be harmful, right? So, if... If you're a pedophile who loves little children, that's not cool. That's harmful. Put a bullet in your own head. Seriously. It's fucked up. Go away. But if you're a gay dude who loves another gay dude, and then guess what? Maybe they love together another gay dude. By all means, man. Have your triad of happiness. That's cool, man. Some people experience love, and they want to... They want to open it up, you know, some people, and and I, I, it's weird because I think that certain aspects of opening up a relationship is very dangerous and can lead down a very dark path and can just kind of like create this like, oh, we're just going to openly cheat on each other happily, I guess. What's the point? But then there's like controlled chaos. Like I said, there are couples in this world that exist that find another partner, a a unicorn, a third wheel, as it were, a person that's uh, hitched. To the pony, as it were. And that's happiness, you know, for those people. And I think that we're moving to a place where, you know, the Supreme Court this week is voting, and, or not voting, but they're at least hearing the cases of three separate cases of workplace discrimination for people who are sexually orientated differently than the status quo that has been put forth by a Bible, according to, you know, whatever. But here's the weird thing. When you look at the Constitution, it's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And they don't say, listen, if, you, if you're the same kind, you can't, you can't do that. I mean, look at ancient Greek times. Everybody fucked everybody because it's all they had. There was nothing else to do so you just have fucking orgies all the time. You know and the, and we're obviously not there now. It's a it's a different time. But the fact that basics, the basics are still struggling to get through people who the lesbian community battling constantly with just feeling normalized. People should feel normal and then look at the poor the poor bisexual community is is like some sort of redheaded stepchild of this whole thing. They get looked at as as just make a damn choice. And it's sometimes not that simple. Some people are wired totally differently. And, and I, I mean, here, here's here's the fact. If you're a dude, I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to just say this. Any dude that's listening to this podcast right now that watches porn, that is male-on-female porn. Some part of you is seeing a dude fuck a chick, which means you're looking at a naked-ass man and his naked-ass body, plowing some lady, and sure, you're attracted to the lady, you're looking at the lady, you're focused on the lady, but there's probably part of you that had to decide, like, well, do I want to watch this really, really chubby, hairy dude banging chick? Or the kind of muscular, attractive dude with tattoos. You know? I mean, that thinking in and of itself, just the, just the, that's a preference. In and of itself shows that everybody has some level. And I really believe this. I really genuinely do believe this. If we weren't taught the boundaries of sexuality and what is quote-unquote right and what is quote-unquote natural... I feel like we would have a way more fluid society. And I don't necessarily mean fluid swap society. I more mean that we would have a society where it wouldn't matter what you chose to love, who you chose to love. And it wouldn't be something that always put on display because it would just be normalized that if you love a dude, cool. And if you love a chick, cool. And if you love a dude and a chick, great. And if you're two chicks that love a dude, cool. And if you're A dude and a chick that love a chick, great. Or if you're three dudes who love two chicks who have three other boyfriends, it's complex. But if it's working for y'all, I guess. Uh, The point is, is that there are, it's like, okay, so years and years and years ago, like 20 years ago, gays in general, gay men, were really marginalized, really looked down upon had a difficult time getting work there was the whole AIDS stigma and everything and then you know as we moved on you have a lot of homosexuals in the community in all kinds of environments I mean look at Mayor Pete Buttigieg he's running for president of the United States he's a happily married man with a beautiful uh family I mean it's 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 just normal right but that doesn't mean that everything in the LGBTQ plus world is hunky dory. Because while those white men have pushed back and got things, there are still tr- black trans women who are being extremely marginalized. You know, extremely marginalized. Because heaven forbid, a black, born black male can't decide that they identify with their in their their heart and their soul and their mind as a female in, internally how dare them right and that's not cool so i want you guys to do this for me it's going to be a shorter episode but i want you guys to do this little exercise for me i want you all to go to your workplace And if you know someone who is in the LGBTQ community, I want you to look them in the eyes and say you are heard, you are seen, you matter, and we can work together to make this world a better place and give that person a big hug. And I bet you change that person's life. And you might change your own too. Because again, just peeling a little piece of your humanity back and connecting with another individual and saying, listen... At the core of this, you should go to bed at night feeling safety over your head. You should be able to walk down the street and not worry if you're going to get shot and killed. You should be able to go into a nightclub with your friends and not be worried that some gunman's going to come and kill 49 of you. Um, It's, see, I mean, and that's, that's just the tip of the iceberg. If you look at how that community has to deal with violence, and hate crimes the numbers are off the charts and they don't even sometimes they don't even report crimes against lgbtq people as hate crimes even when they know there's a motive and they can prove it so if you don't know there's an equality act in congress right now obviously it stands to say that everyone deserves an equal slice No one deserves to be fired for who they love. You know, religion shouldn't inform, like you shouldn't be able to use religion to hurt or to discriminate against other people. Meaning, if you own a bakery and you're some crazy conservative Christian, you can't deny a gay couple because you don't want to make their cake because your religious beliefs. That's being an asshole. That is just being an asshole. That's what that's called. You're an asshole. Stop it. That's the end right that's it's pretty basic so I want you guys to do this if you're in the community I want you to reach out to me and I want to I want to I want to have people who are actually in the LGBTQ community on the show and I didn't do enough planning and it mainly came down to I didn't know what topic was going to be tonight and I watched the Democratic uh, presidential candidates do the town hall on Equality in America and I was very inspired and, 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 you know, the whole concept of, you know, love who you love. That is, love who you fucking love, man. It it does, as long as it does not hurt people, it does not matter. And I, I really do sincerely hope that our world in five years from now, 10 years from now at the most, can have a sense of normal for everyone. No matter who you love, no matter what you believe in no matter what your religious viewpoints, no matter how you identify, it's very important. You should be able to feel safe, not 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 just in America, but on our planet. Because that's a crazy thing, guys. I mean, if we're just looking at this domestically, there's a whole domestic side of this that's... Uh, there's a whole domestic side of this that's that's you know big obviously because there is inequality in America. But while the douche lord Mike Pence uh, <clears throat> was a part of Indiana, he had the conversion, uh, the gay con- the gay conversion therapy things going on, trying to convert people who are homosexuals to not be. And it's just like, come on, man, that's fucking insane. But that's not even the worst. You go to other countries. People are being beheaded. People being stoned in the streets, whipped, publicly executed for who they love, for being gay, for being a lesbian, for just loving. Something as simple as choosing to love is getting people murdered. And that's what we need to change too. This isn't just an epidemic that's affecting America, it's affecting the world, their pe- their countries. They're very sick believing that gay should be eradicated. You know, I haven't heard talk about eradicating people since, well, since Adolf Hitler. Well, I guess it's not true. There have been more recently some folks that have also indulged saying some things like that, but we won't go there today because that's not the point of this podcast. Listen, folks, love who you love. Find happiness. Seek your happiness out and seek your truth. And you know what? There might be people who listen to this podcast who are my friends who are closeted right now who I don't even know are closeted. And they don't want to come out. They're afraid. They're not sure. They're unsure of themselves. And listen, if you are one of those people, find me because I am an ally. You can tell your story. I will listen. I will tell you that I love you as a friend no matter what because that is is above all. Special guest appearance on this episode by the train of our existence, of course, showing up in the final minutes of the show here. Um, yeah, folks, just do your best to spread love. It's it's the more important thing, and it's going to cure our country. Uh, even if you don't see eye to eye with a person, love first, hate second. Unless you drive like a total asshole, and I'm probably going to flip you off. Anyways, folks. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Weird Ramblings of the Voice Survival Podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed Season 2, Episode 20. As always, you can check out our show uh, for the next couple weeks at least. Every other Friday right here on the Journey Into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com. You find us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, CastBox, TuneIn, and many others. Just search Journey Into Comics Network. One feed, it's all you need. Also, go to patreon.com backslash journey into comics. Give us a dollar, we'll give you a holler. We'll make sure you are shouted out. Thank you so much to the people that are donating to our cause right now. I'm also going to change some things here, and I want your guys' opinions. And if you're listening, tune in, uh, get a hold of me somehow, whether it's uh, journey into comics podcast at gmail.com. Find me on Facebook at The Voice of Survival uh podcast or go to facebook.com backslash the voice of survival. That's me. Um I want you guys to uh do me a humongous gigantic favor. Okay. I want you to tell me what topics I need to talk about that I haven't covered yet. I want you guys to, yeah, just reach out to me, man, and tell me what you're liking, you know? Tell me the things you dig, because check this out. What we're going to do for the Patreon is I'm going to set goals, new goals. But those goals aren't going to be like, getting to this monetary amount will ensure this happens for us. I'm going to set goals like getting to this monetary amount, I'm going to do this crazy fucking stunt, or I'm going to try this thing that I've never tried before. I'm going to do this. So here's the deal. If our Patreon can get to 50 bucks a month, I will do a Hot Ones challenge with any person on the network willing to go. We will do 10 wings up, 10 wings down. I will interview them in the Hot One style. We record it as a special podcast. We will also do a video version that will go on Patreon. So what I'm saying is we're going to have some new goals. And that's what I want you guys to also chime in on. What you like, what you don't like. But what goals do you want to see us do? What kind of challenges do you want to get us into? Who do you want to call out and see? Have to do crazy weird things. Do you want to see Dick lick a eraser? Donate to our Patreon. Maybe you'll get that. I'm not sure. Anyways, folks, I've rambled long enough. This has been Season 2, Episode 20 of the Voice of Survival Podcast. As always, I'm Nate. This is the Voice of Survival. Signing out.